about to get dummy thick. I got Ike and Jake, they spit in this. Gamer news for all your ears. So come on, y'all, let's gather near. computer on yeah all right uh-huh. cool you have your protein shake you have your you have your birthday cake flavored bang i do actually have that exact Get flavor out. no right no, here oh birthday cake I, I was making fun of you i didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> i'm shook dude I, i'm shook to my core i'm not okay right now that's not good that's very bad that they you make that. What? No human being should should ingest that. anything that has birthday cake flavoring. I haven't. It's one of the ones that I haven't tried yet. Burn it. You know why not? Here, let's do a let's do a review on the pod real quick, folks. This podcast is brought to you by Jake's ever quickening eternal uh, collapse in <laughs> his kidneys, which are failing quickly. Folks, if you want to donate a liver or a pair of kidneys um, to Jake so his body can properly holy. process bang energy, let me tell you. That is birthday cake forward. <laughs> Are there little clumps in there of like sprinkles? <laughs> I have to know. Just little like no like actual pieces of just wet cake that are floating <laughs> around. It's just it's just cake that they like carbonated. <laughs> it's not bad though. It's not it's definitely not the worst one I've had. That's bad. Um, if if birthday cake is not the worst liquid beverage you've had. I don't Are know. you not a fan of, of birthday cake flavored things? I'm not even a fan of birthday cake. I get pies, son. Well, that's your first problem. I come from a pie house. We do pies here, sir. What's the difference between a pie and a cobbler? I think a cobbler has like a more crumbled crust. It, ha- it has a... Mm. Master Wayne, your grandfather... He <laughs> Stop inv- doing the freaking Alfred voice. He invented cobblers. <laughs> Master Wayne. He did it during the war. <laughs> Oh man, my only bit now All is right. just being Alfred. Any anytime I like, just don't want to respond to your one of your questions. I'm just gonna embody Alfred. That's gonna be what I do now. Uh, hello and welcome to the Dummy Thick Gamer Show. This is a sort of an impromptu thing. We kind of talked about it on the last episode, uh, but uh, we we didn't have any foresight in like when we were gonna do this. No, it was like three no. o'clock, then it turned into three thirty, and then I didn't like tell anybody at all that we were doing this. So if there's anybody watching at all, that's incredible. It's good a for secret us. stream. Will... It's it's a low. This it is, very much was. This was is what DL. a Patreon stream for us would look like. Is just whenever <laughs> we want to sit down and just do something. Only you yeah. get this for free. So really, we're doing you a favor. Well, how little <laughs> we plan this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good spin. Good spin on that. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's what we do. Uh, but this is going to be a fun one. Um, we are looking back on the last seven years of uh, games. Yeah. Gaming news. Some of the biggest gaming news stories that happened uh, post-2013. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun for me to go back and sort of compile uh, it was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, trying to like dig through a, all, all a of this stuff. Substantial list here. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, about it's, it. it's a little beefy. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go through uh, sort of. We're gonna get some, some news out of the way first. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> your boy got a got a rant about it's, some cyberpunk. It's not again. like anything big has been announced this week <laughs> in terms of games that we've wanted to come out. Damn it! Yeah. Ah! I, 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Glad we got that out of the way first. Yeah, just um, scream cyberpunk and then <laughs> and then we're done. Like that's that's the news. We yell cyberpunk. That's it. That's the episode. Yeah. But hey, but first, uh how's how's your week, man? Uh my week has been good. It's been kind of hectic again, but it's been pretty good. I've got a few video projects I'm juggling this week, just standard nine to five stuff with my normal job. Um, we're doing this yeah. kind of on an offbeat hour right now. So I literally like, <laughs> I like, just got off work. I like, right? <laughs> well, I'm taking a break. This is my lunch break at three in the afternoon, oh. basically. Oh, damn. Then Why I'm are we doing this right now? T- it's fine. Brother. It's fun. <laughs> this is fun. But, what uh, time are you off work? Later, later today. <laughs> like, f- like five. I got a few or things like that I'm hours doing from now. Before I clock out. I got a few things. Oh my we're God. Good. We're good. Why are Don't we not doing it. this in the E? Okay. All right. God. <laughs> Are you doing this on your lunch break? Uh, it's now been, I feel bad. It's been a good week. Um, just some crazy stuff going on with work. Oh. But I have had a chance to jump in and play some more games this week. Let me actually pull up my Steam because I've been playing a few things lately. So, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I've been playing a little bit of Among Us still just with random, random people. And mm-hmm. I've actually put this week, and I, I said that I was going to do this on the last episode last weekend, I actually put a pr- pretty substantial amount of time into a fear to project origin. So I've been playing oh, through nice. that on the PC again. And yeah. I want to say, I didn't remember how funny the dialogue is, but it's, it almost is kind of immersion breaking, like the amount of sarcasm and stuff and the amount of fun that the writers had just writing the dialogue for this game is pretty funny. They've got a few like, uh, Ryan Reynolds esque Deadpool characters in there that like as horrible things are happening around him these like soldiers that you're with are just making like funny quippy remarks like oh he got him in the or the aorta and then another one is like oh really doctor you got your phd and you got your md now so it's pretty good but fear 2 has been kind of my main thing this week sounds really funny ike i played yeah that uh, maybe maybe like in my weird head it's funny and everyone else is just like shocked that i find this funny like yeah he got shot right in the neck it was hilarious <laughs> Everyone is like, man, is he good? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I also dove back into Elite Dangerous this week, which I haven't touched most of the summer, uh, but I played some more Elite uh, this past week, and it's been so much fun. I love it. I love this game. It's it's just space trucking. It, it is everything I would want to do. I put on my trucker hat. I put on my make the Milky Way galaxy great again hat, and then I just haul some space stuff everywhere. It's great. It's awesome. I love it so much. But yeah. How how many How many new games do you think you've played in the last like 5 years? Valorant. <laughs> I was actually like going over my list for this episode and I was like, "Boy, I don't play new games. I just like find one game and I wear it out for like <laughs> Two years, but yeah, I actually have a pretty good list, so I'm excited. Okay. All right, but I'm looking forward to it. To your right. point, just, I don't play new games. Just curious. I don't buy new games. I don't play them. I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. What about you? You're a perfect host for a, a video game podcast. The, well, uh, I, I make I, the mas- ideal master Wayne. You know, your <laughs> grandfather he only played one games too, and that was called beating slavery. He stopped. <laughs> he had the underground railroad that went through the mansion. Your grandfather helped on the Underground Railroad. Anyway. Are you done? No, not even close. But what have you been playing lately? 
<laughs> um, I am still trying to get through Final Fantasy VII Remake. I turned the difficulty down to easy because... Oh, um, no. It gets brutally hard. You turned it down to I birthday am, cake flavored. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. I sure did, Isaac. Um, yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, I got to the Reno fights, uh, his little his buddies in the helicopter and there's a lot going on and mm-hmm. I got my ass whoop like four different times. And I was like, at, at this point, like I, I just want to get through this game. Like I'm yeah. trying to finish it before right. the PS five comes out so I can, you know, just sweep this under the rug and move on with my life. Move on with this chapter. Um, yeah. Move on. From yep. It. So crank that puppy down to easy mode. And, okay. uh, I'm liking it a lot better now that uh, I am <laughs> breezing. Through. Combat is fun. Don't get me wrong. It's it's challenging. It's a welcome challenge, but uh, right now in this stage in my life, I'm just not I'm not here for it. Well, but Final Fantasy, the combat is more. It's more. It's one feature of the game. It's not the only reason you play Final Fantasy, right? It's not a solely combat focused game. Am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, no, you're right. Like most people are in this for the story. I'm not really loving the story. I'm not a big Final oh. Fantasy guy. Okay. I, Hot take. I think it's kind of cheesy. Uh, it's kind of there, there's a lot there's a lot of corn in there. Okay. Um, all right. You know, I'm I'm here for Tifa all day. Right. All day. I will sit me some t- some 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 Tifa. But okay. Uh, so, you know, but like everything else, it's just it's just a little corn. It's a little corny. Oh just wow. Just trying to get through it. Just trying okay. to finish it because I I've been told by video game critics that this is one of the best games of this year so my god i have to i have to finish it i have to i have to at least do that so right on uh, that's that's really it okay uh haven't haven't really been playing too much else let's we got a huge episode here yes um let's let's clap and let's get to it because you (laughs) your lunch break is is ticking you need to stop working (laughs) three two one Folks, Cyberpunk is not coming out. <laughs> it's not a real game. It's not real. It's not a. It's not a real video game. So what happened is Adam and Marson sat down and they said, "What if we lied to the world and we got Keanu Reeves animated and then we sold we sold air on that promise alone?" <laughs> and then the entire internet said, "Sir." Take my $60. Take my $70 in advance. I don't need to know if this game is ever going to come out. Just delay it infinitely. Hurt me. This is what I want now. Take my money and then tell me that eventually this game is going to come out. So, yeah. It's not coming out. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm almost there with you. So we got a statement here. Got to read the statement, I guess, from uh, Adam Badowski. Um, Hey, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> Today, we decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is December 10th. Most likely, there are many emotions and questions in your head. So, first and foremost, please accept my humble apologies. Uh, the The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the, the game on current-gen, next-gen, and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test nine versions uh, of it. 
uh, the Xbox One X uh, compatibility on the Xbox. You you, you get it. There are a bunch yeah. of, di- of different versions that they have to yeah. uh, to optimize, uh, including Stadia. Uh, while while working from home, since Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven evolved towards uh, almost being a next gen title somewhere along the way, we need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're aware that it may uh, might seem unrealistic when someone says that uh, 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really, really do. They would die. Uh, so, some of you might be wondering what these words mean in light of us saying that we achieved a <laughs> gold master uh, some time ago. Um, passing certification or quote going gold means game means that the game is ready, can be completed, and has all of the content in it. But it doesn't mean we stop working on it uh, and raising the quality bar. On the contrary, that is the time where many improvements are being made, which uh, will then be distributed via a day zero patch. This yeah. is the time uh, period that we undercalculated. He said, "Yeah." So. Um, <laughs> It feels like they delayed. I am themselves. so tired of seeing these yellow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> these yellow messages yeah. pop up on my Twitter, and every time I see one, I just want to God damn it. Yeah, it's it's. <sighs> I feel like they delayed themselves into this problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, had this come out in April, which, by the way, did you remember that it was supposed to come out in April originally? <laughs> have you sat yeah. and thought about that? Because I have a lot, Chief. And I'm not in a good spot about it anymore because it's been, this is the fourth delay. I got to take off my socks. My feet are getting sweaty. This is the fourth delay, y'all. All this emotion. So they delayed themselves into this problem where Cyberpunk is effectively the first like big AAA next gen game because it's coming out well after the November 10th and 12th dates for the PlayStation and Xbox. It's coming out in December now. So... This is a game that was originally slated for this current gen that's passing out, that's being left behind, that's coming out a month after, a full girthy month after. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. Yeah, uh, that's how uh, game delays work. (laughs) But it's like... like, They've delayed themselves into a full new generation. I don't, it's like, I don't mind, I don't mind the wait. I don't mind waiting for a good video game to come out. It's the fact that, like, they announce confidently their date, right? And then they had to delay it, and that's fine. That's all fine and dandy. But then it's the, the like, the situation that we've been in the, for the last month where it's like, they've been telling people without, beyond a shadow of a doubt, this game is coming out on this date. You can take out PTO for it. Like, yeah. Up until this the, is the day date before. Up until gave, the day before. Yeah. yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Up yeah. until the day before, they were telling people on Twitter that it's definitely coming out on this date. And then, so, that that brings us to our, our, our next point here. Uh, apparently, nobody, uh, or I think the actual tweet was like something like 90% of CD Projekt Red uh, was uh, was unaware of this delay to start with. So, oh, the studio was largely caught off guard, too. Dude, that hurts. You know that so this, hurts if you're like someone who's been working on this. This comes from Ethan Gack over at Kotaku. A tumultuous 24 hours after CD Projekt Red announced Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077 would be delayed uh, for a third time. The studio has confirmed reports that most of the game's devs were unaware of the decision before the, the news broke, stating the reason for the secrecy had to do with Polish stock market regulations. In a nutshell, uh, this is a quote, 
in a nutshell, early the unplanned release of this information could have potentially led to market abuse and manipulation of CD Projekt uh, Red's stock price on the WSE, the studio told investors shortly after the delay announcement, according to a copy of the remark shared in a statement to Game Informer. Therefore, due to uh, the aforementioned regulations, the information on postponement of Cyberpunk 2077's release date uh, couldn't have been shared with all of the group's employees before the current report was filed and made public. Um... I want to get to which I guess is fair. It's a big, it's a big thing that's going to make or break them a lot of money. So to announce mm-hmm. an issue with that will definitely affect the stock price. Okay, I get that. That's that's fair enough. Shortly after the announcement, former Kotaku uh, person Jason Schreier reported on Twitter that uh, most of the game's devs found out at the same time as everyone else via an internal company-wide email that blamed the secrecy in the lead-up to the news on stock regs. Um, yeah. So here's here's <laughs> here's the spicy bit mm-hmm. that uh, that that came with this. Um, so in a call with investors. Uh, the co-CEO uh, commented on all of this. He said, um, so th- there's the whole question, too, of remember uh, last month they delayed or they said that there's going to be mandatory six-day work weeks, right? Yeah. So now there's this whole question, too, of like what does this mean yeah. for devs that are already crunching on the game? Does this also extend their six-day work weeks? <laughs> and so he was asked that straight up on a investor call. Uh, he said, of course, it's a story that has been picked up by the media, and some people have been crunching heavily, but a large part of the team is not crunching at all since they have finished their work. It's mostly about Q&A uh, and engineers uh, and, progr- and, and, and programmers. I cannot talk today. But it's not that heavy, of course. It will uh, be extended a bit, but we have uh, feedback from the team. They're happy, and the extra three, uh, they're, they're, they're happy about the extra three weeks, so we don't see any threats regarding crunch. Folks, um, we've created an eighth day, and yeah, it's, de- so it- it's dedicated solely to rendering your customizable eyebrows in Cyberpunk 2077. We call it Matuesday, and every Matuesday, our gamers are going to, our devs are going to be working overtime to help get this game out on time. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, of course, because th- that was stupid of him, uh, he turned around and sent out a company-wide uh, email to everybody that works there saying uh, he he apologized, called his own re- remarks demeaning uh, and, quote, harmful writing. Uh, he said, what I said was not even unfortunate. It was utterly bad. Fair. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Fair. <laughs> to say that your employees are stoked about the overtime is never a good look. That's never a good idea. Like, I don't no. know why they need someone to tell them that. But hey, buddy acting like you have the best salt mines to work in is probably not the move. (laughs) Like that's not a good idea. Yeah. I mean like this is an issue that they definitely brought themselves into and I can understand. I, I hear every argument has been made the other three times that they've delayed this. Like, yes, we want a good game to come out. Yes. We don't want something that's extremely buggy and yes, we can understand quality control. Fine. Yeah. What I'm saying is that every ounce of my excitement, my expectations, it's just, it's been pounded now. Like this has been my distraction carrot that's been changing (laughs) the distance that it's been At the end of this awful year. Uh All I've wanted in 2016 is to be distracted by cyberpunk. 
<laughs> and they keep like, oh, you almost got it. Oh, no, you can't yeah. have it. And that is definitely that is definitely what it feels like. I'm just tired. It, <laughs> and it's so not tired. <laughs> just bags under the eyes. Yeah. It's not like we're not like this is going to be a, a God, I hope so. <laughs> God, I hope. I hope that this is a great game, right? And I hope that like all of this speculation is, you know, how can just it, us. How can it meet expectation at this point, though? That's what I'm like. They have created an entire mini industry around hyping people up for this because they have mm-hmm. to because they kept delaying it. So how in the world, for the people that have, have still stayed on board and have still maintained hype, this this can only let them down once it comes out, I feel like. You know? Yeah. I mean, I do think there's a, a middle ground here where, like, just... <laughs> Just don't build up your expectations to the point like no. there is no stuff. Like this game is not going to be perfect. It is going to release, and it there are going to be bugs. Like go go in expecting that. I don't yeah. know if this game is going to be a ten out of ten. If it's an eight out of ten, that's fine too. Like I'm going to enjoy this game. Yeah. No matter what, but uh, I'm I'm with you. Like my I you can only ask me to be hyped for this game for so long. You know, like yeah. you can't keep pushing back the goalpost and still expect people to just be super stoked. On, I, I would on your say game. like. What if, what if, crazy thought, we don't announce, like, a release date, a concrete date, until your game is, like, ready to go gold? Yeah. Wouldn't that be insane? That would be really cool. Insane concept. I will take an indefinite coming soon. Like, I'll, I can, mentally, I can then put that in a box and be like, okay, cool. Like, tell me, even... Tell me Even two window, months out. You know? Yeah, like tell yeah. me two months out. Then I can be excited. If the original date had been December, I could Correct. still be excited by now because I wouldn't yep. constantly be like, okay, cool. We're going to get, nope. Okay, all right, great. Like that yeah. push-pull is just awful, man. It's not good. And Tommy did bring up a point we left out. Uh, they're also getting a ton of death threats right now. Uh, people at CD Projekt Red have posted tweets that they've been receiving. Uh, people have been like threatening to like burn them alive if the game doesn't come out. And like that's obviously that's obviously not cool. Do we have to say that? I should I don't shouldn't think that we do. But uh, yeah, if you're one of those people that has ever <laughs> ever told a developer to like go to hell and die because your video game isn't coming out, you're a piece of shit and rot. Like that's the official stance uh, of this podcast, by the way. That. <laughs> Yeah, we like what? You like what you are do you doing? Why? It's not even their fault, man. It's not even they. They weren't even aware that this game was going to get delayed. Most it's of not these their people fault. are like our. They're boy working Forrest, overtime, and they're working on like the communication within the yeah, game man. or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> Forrest has no say on right. when these things Absolutely come not. out. And then like, just <laughs> some neckbeard on Twitter found him. You know, some guy who could probably <laughs> barely roll out of bed is like, I'm definitely going to find you and I'm definitely going to hurt you. No, buddy. No, sorry. You're not because you can't even leave. No, sorry. No, <laughs> no. You're just sad. And I'm sad, too. But I don't give out death threats. <laughs> You're, just sad. You're just sad. That's really the core of it. Everyone's just very sad over this. So turn your sadness into something else. <laughs> I don't know at this point, but. We're not getting it anytime soon. Let's try to roll through these next two uh, pretty quickly here. Yeah. Um, We've got some news on uh, some gameplay system changes coming to Anthem. If you were unaware, there is still a Anthem 2.0 supposedly in the works from Bioware. Anthem is still Um, a game. It's still happening. Anthem is is still a game. 
Yeah. They're still working on something. So, but for the last like year, we've known about this thing that's supposedly coming in the in the distant future. We don't yeah. know exactly when yet. Uh, so these are the first like real details about like what they have been working on uh, at Bioware. Let me see if I can grab it. There it is. Uh, huge anthem changes are coming according to Bioware. This is from Hyron Cryer yeah. at uh, Game Informer. Games Radar. Games Radar. Um, and I chose this post over the blog post because the blog post is dense and there's a lot of details. Like I don't even remember where Anthem was. Like I don't, I don't know like what these changes mean for the game anymore. Really, yeah. like, I don't remember how the systems worked or how like the progression system worked. I just know it felt bad. Yeah. So this was a good like summary rather than going into like super dense like numbers and details that yeah. I appreciated. Uh, so a brand new Anthem blog update has been posted by Bioware and the developer examines uh, some of the upcoming changes planned for javelin suits over the uh over on the bioware website the new anthem blog was posted yesterday before delving into any of these specifics bioware takes a moment to remind everyone that they uh that what they're reading here is still very much a work in progress and is likely to change by the time updates are actually implemented in anthem i feel like i need glasses i feel like i'm straining really hard to see what's on my screen i've never had that issue before Speaking um, the updates themselves, <laughs> Javelin yeah, will be changing. In take some, it away, brother. <laughs> help me out. <laughs> javelins will be changing in some pretty big ways. Bioware will be changing oh. up the Javelin loadouts with brand new screens seen below, which allow players to change equipment and abilities on a single screen, which is kind of cool, actually. That, Items that being categorized change. between 11 slots and weapons being put into primary and secondary categories. So it looks a little bit more Destiny-ish. To me, this this screen on its own, thick Destiny vibes in terms yeah. of like, which I'm not mad the, at. It's a good UI. The sort of the loot golf bag feel where you pull up your character and he's in the middle and you got all of your loot sort of on the screen. Yeah, uh, I like that yeah. loot, loot golf Very bag. Much so. Yeah, that yep. feels right. Yeah. So there's some significant changes for javelin abilities. Basically, they said you're going to be getting those through unlocks instead of random drops, which I like that because that implies to me at least you can work towards an ability that you want to unlock versus yep. just pray that through hours of work alone you'll get it uh yeah. you'll be able to boost these abilities by equipping them with mods which is cool as well um additionally you'll be working to maximize these traits specializations abilities and equipment each of which can be enhanced with inscriptions so again very destiny feels to this like modifying and upgrading specific trees that you want to specialize in that's kind of cool um there's also some new, speaking of trees, also new skill trees for javelins. Uh, each type will be leveled up, unlocking skill points, which can be then to use unlock abilities, passives, stat boosts, etc. So basically, you unlock some more skill trees, and then within those trees, you can kind of like play, <laughs> you know, the numbers yeah. game of what you want to maximize. So sure. they've destinified it kind of the the, ta the takeaway here for me is that they are rebuilding all of the systems that felt bad as far as like the, your progression is concerned and yeah. like the lack of depth and those things it sounds like you're going to be able to really make your javelin your own yeah uh be able to specialize things that you like about that particular javelin suit um cool yeah like all, i think this, all is, this cool. is fun yeah i like that I am kind of shocked that they're not just abandoning this thing altogether and putting all of their eggs in the uh, Dragon Age basket. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if this is <laughs> – I don't know if – even if they do this and it – like all of the systems have improved and all of that's great, 
I still don't know that I'm going to go back to Anthem. Like you would, you would really have to show me that this game is a completely different experience after your Anthem 2.0 update. It's not free to play, is it? No. So if they made this a free to play, that that's the other thing. Yeah, you cannot charge people money for. Yeah. This update. If they were to make this a free to play and like use this as kind of like the trampoline launch to like do kind of a Destiny two and say, okay, it's free to play now. You can of course buy the add ons, but like Anthem 2.0 is going to be our free to play edition hop in. I would actually do that. It looks like a fun game. The movement mechanics, the flight you can do in it is awesome. Yeah, so it is. 100%. Why would you not? So yeah. yeah, the fact that you still have to pay, like pay for this game is dubious to me. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm with you. I think you make it free to play, uh, make it super easy to get into. And I think the core stuff there, the, the flying, the shooting, all of the, yeah. uh, all of the, abilities like the superpowers i think all of that is attractive to people that are just picking up a new thing for the first time yeah it's like all of the in-game stuff that's attached to that is doesn't doesn't feel the greatest Mm -hmm. Uh, but if they can figure that out and figure out a way to monetize it in a way that you know isn't gross uh yeah maybe yeah yeah Yeah. um and then the last bit of news here (laughs) call of duty is big it's a big boy (laughs) Call of Duty's a chonker. It's a chonker. It's a honky it's, chonker of a game. And how big is it? Folks, it is 250 gigabytes um, filling up an entire hard drive on your computer. You're going to be deleting family photos and precious memories of your grandma just to run, <laughs> just to run Call of Duty Black Ops. You're going to be like, oh, baby's first step. Sorry, recycle bin. Oh, grandma saying goodbye. Recycle bin. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, precious emails from my mom. Recycle bin. Got to make room for the duty. Uh, because, yeah, they're asking you to have 250 gigabytes freed up. And, folks, that's not for, like, lifetime of the game. That's putting it on your PC. That's getting the thing on there. That's so, starting it up. Yes. Uh, it that That is like the entire package uh, with like the 4K resolution is 250 gigs. Yeah. Um, they did, bless their hearts, they did break it up. So if you don't want uh, the 4K version, um, just the campaign and the multiplayer is 175. Still chunky. That's still... Very chunky. Nothing to, you know, uh, to, sh- to shirk at. Um, it's That's pretty beefy. Uh, and then the multiplayer only, if you're only interested in the online stuff, that's 50. So that's yeah. better. Which is, I mean, seems, like, that's, that's for people like It seems like you're going like to be able to, yeah, it seems like you're going to be able to play through the campaign, right? And then once you're done with that, you can ditch that. And then you can just have the 50 gig uh, install for the multiplayer on your machine. And that's that seems fine to me. But but, but an, an initially, 250 gigs for the, 30, uh, for the, for the entire package. For yeah, the big dollar that, boys. That's going to be. That's wild. And that's that's kind and, of like the ever increasing price point because okay, like now you've got a thirty eighty. Oh, are you gonna now buy like a curved fourteen forty p monitor that's gonna be like beautiful? Okay, it's more money. Oh, guess what? If you want to run this at maximum settings, you're gonna need another whole <laughs> hard drive to keep it yeah. on here. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see anything how big it was gonna be on console, if it was comparable or not. Um, but I mean, we're looking at 
4K being like native, you know, for a lot of these games, 4K 60 is going to be the focus for like the, the yeah. next and that's, generation. It's, of it's games. advertised on the box of the PlayStation 5, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think 8K is actually uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, advertised yeah. on the on the PS5 box, which that's a whole different conversation. So, in order to uh, run this on a PlayStation 5, you'll actually have to daisy chain hardware between two PlayStation 5s just to have the storage capacity to do this. Which I'm looking forward to. Actually, that'll be fun. That'll be a blast. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's really all all of the news that I wanted to get through today. There's yeah. also. Um, a really cool video of the new Spider-Man Miles Morales suit mm-hmm. uh, that they took from uh, the Spider-Verse movie. And it's like, it's animated in that same style. I don't, that's I don't cool. know if, that, if that's something that you saw. Yeah. Um, really cool. I just wanted to point that out. That, yeah. uh, they do an awesome job and all of those suits are incredible and great job guys. Yes. All right. Uh, I think we'll take a break here on the podcast version and then we'll get to Uh, a generation of video games in review for the last seven years. Let's do it, man. So we're starting with 2013. Um, I didn't look up news stories because, again, these consoles launched at the tail end of 2013. So a a lot of this stuff was still wrapping up. The the previous gen, uh, not a whole lot going on. I will say the the thing that uh, jumped out to me at least was how weak the launch lineup of these consoles actually was. Not to yeah. throw a wrench in your Killzone Shadowfall for the for the PS4. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll so get the standouts, there. the standouts for uh, like the launch lineup for these consoles for the PS4 and Xbox One were, uh, if you re- remember, yeah. Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, Battlefield Four, Call of Duty Ghosts, Dead Rising Three, Rise, Son of Rome. And Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah. So I, I agree. Like the back half of 2013 launch day titles. Eh. I mean, like, I remember people being excited for a new, like, for a pirate Assassin's Creed. Like, I remember that being a very big deal to people. But that's yeah. the Assassin's Creed series is not like a everyone plays this kind of game. I feel like that is like you have to be a fan of that series to pick it up. I feel like. Um, yeah, Battlefield 4 a little bit more like mass appeal Call of Duty Ghost for sure mass appeal Dead Rising 3 is surprising to me because I can remember playing the original Dead Rising on like the Xbox 360 and it being a great game but also kind of just a goofy I kind of put that in the same category as like Saints Row almost of like Mm -hmm. a goofy arcadey style game Uh, but yeah Killzone Shadowfall particularly I remember that being the first game that I purchased in 2013 with my PlayStation 4. So I just moved sure. into an apartment. I got a PlayStation 4. And what I appreciated about that game was it took advantage of all the little gimmicky things about the DualShock 4, right? The controller, yeah. You could use the touchpad on there. You had feedback from the speaker on the controller, which I had like not realized was a thing until the game did something with it. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was kind of cool. So... I actually really enjoyed that. The campaign for Shadowfall was garbage. It was really bad. You didn't really know how you're supposed to feel about everything. So for those of you that haven't gone into the Killzone universe, the Hellgast are supposed to be like space Nazis, right? But Shadowfall tries to play the whole like, war is bad. No one should be at war. And then you're like, I guess supposed to sympathize with the Hellgast. And then it's a whole thing. 
and you ended the game just being like, well, if war is bad, I've just played 25 hours of shooting people. <laughs> so, what does that say about me? And I'm about to hop into the <laughs> multiplayer and put another 80 hours in of shooting people. Killzone, what yeah. do you want me to do? <laughs> but I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. As a sci-fi shooter and as a really solid multiplayer on launch. People, people shit on this game quite a bit. And like yeah. you said that it was going to be most likely one of your top games of the last generation. And immediately I was like, please do not. Do not uh, bring this on our I have on our super family. positive in, like, memories of it. I, well, and then looking, I had to like kind of go back, and I was like, okay, reviews for this game were not that bad. Like even critically, it was received pretty well. Yeah. Like generally, it got like sevens and eights. Mm-hmm. So it seemed to show off what the PS4 could do pretty well. It's a pretty game. It's beautiful. Right. It looks at the so time good. when it came out, it was yeah, it was peak. It was incredible to watch. Yeah. Um. So oh, okay, I I will give you I will give you that. But we'll you get to all of that later. You have to put a ton of parameters around it. Yeah. But for it, sure, it's a good game. It's a good game for sure. What 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 stood out to me was like this conversation that we're having right now where like the Xbox Series X and the PS5, like people are talking about how weak the, the launch lineups on, on yeah. those consoles are. And I'm like, for the first time ever, we are literally in a place where like mo- all or most of the games that we are already playing are literally coming with us. And not only are they coming with us, a lot of those are getting upgraded to like the next gen. That's true. Uh, like, like I didn't standards. think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I... Trying to remember, like backwards compatibility was definitely a thing, right? In two thousand and thirteen, mm-hmm. right for the for the Xbox. I'm not, I don't know so much about the PS4. The Xbox three hundred and sixty could play, yeah, like that. It I'm, could play Xbox games, yeah. yeah. I'm not the Xbox One, but yes, but yeah. The X, I'm sorry, Xbox One. Yeah, 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 it could play. I was a PlayStation Four boy, but yeah, like I remember the Xbox One could play Xbox three hundred and sixty games. Yeah. But yeah. So I was like, you want to talk about a weak lineup of games? Like, just re- remember good old 2013 and what we uh, had to work with there. Yeah. Well, uh, and you and I not, also not going lot. into this new gen as PC gamers as well. So this is a little different than I think going into like the PlayStation 4, Xbox One gen when you and I were both console boys. So this is yeah. kind of a different turn for us. Sure. All right, so let's get up to, to 2014 here. So the what we're gonna do, we're gonna hit a few of the like major news stories of that year. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're, give you a list of the best reviewed games for that year according to Metacritic, mm-hmm. and then uh, a few of the Game of the Year awards, and we'll we'll, we'll alternate the year. So uh, the intent is to just kind of get through this sort of rapid fire. We can yeah. talk about the news stories if we want to. Cool. Uh, but for 2014, a couple of the major news stories were. Um, Flappy Bird was a thing in, in 2014. Don't know if you recall that. Oh, I do. Um, w- one of the biggest stories revolving Flappy Bird or revolving around Flappy Bird uh, was that the creator removed it from the mobile stores. Yeah. Uh, spa- spa- spawning dozens of clones. People were selling phones with Flappy Bird on it. If you remember for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on eBay. Yeah. Um, similar to what uh, people were doing with Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> like recently, recently. Uh, on, this is on not Apple devices. Behavior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some things never change. No. Uh, so that was a big one, and then uh, one of the other ones was that Robin Williams was memorialized in WoW as a blue NPC genie in the Warlords of Draenor expansion. Yeah, uh, I, I saw that and I was like, man, I I miss Robin Williams very much. Mm. Uh, mm. Some of the best reviewed games of uh, that year were Shovel Knight. Smash Bros. on the Wii U, 
Dark Souls 2, Bayonetta 2, GTA 5 for Xbox One and PS4. I debated back and forth with myself on whether to even include this because it was like a previous gen game as well, but I feel like you almost have to mention GTA 5 in some, in some context just because like yeah. it's impossible it's impossible to ignore it even though it came out last gen. Yeah. It it very much is a current gen game it's as still well. With us. Apparently yeah. is still going forward into the PS5 and Xbox series, which is insane to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the the cultural impact that that Grand Theft Auto has had. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to ignore. And then uh, Game of the Year awards for 2014 went to Dragon Age Inquisition, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, uh, Destiny, if you can believe that, and mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2. That was the first Destiny. And looking at 2015, some of the major events that happened, Hideo Kojima ended his 30-year relationship with Konami and prompted a decision from Konami to attempt to wipe Kojima's name from Metal Gear Solid V promotional material. Konami also canned Kojima's upcoming Silent Hill game, of which there was a demo out for it called PT. I've mentioned on this podcast that PT was my jam uh, back in 2015. Uh, there was a Me Too movement that happened. The harassment accusations rocked the video game space in a way that's now referred to as Gamergate. China lifted its 14-year-old, 14-year ban on video game consoles, which was good. Uh, looking at the Goddies, the games of the year, it went to The Witcher 3 and Fallout 4, respectively. Uh, some other big releases that we need to look at is Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Undertale, Ori in the Blind Forest, and Destiny, the Taken King expansion. Yes. Uh, that brings us up to 2016. Major events this year. Pokemon Go takes the <clears throat> world by storm. Uh, what, a, what a wild year. We're going to talk about some Pokemon Go later. but uh, Pokemon Go is a huge thing. No Man's Sky releases and uh, <laughs> becomes a little bit of a meme. Yep. Uh, remember expectations for that game also very very high. And then it Sky came out high. And disappointed a lot of people. <laughs> people were not not super stoked on that game. No. Uh, and then if you also remember, and I, you may not because you weren't a GameStop employee, but there was a phase where uh, a lot of kids' games had sort of these toys associated with the games that you yeah. put on like a portal thing. Like mm-hmm. Skylanders did it. Disney also did it. Yeah. Uh, Disney tried to like enter that space uh, a couple of years prior to 2016. They actually pulled out. Uh, they canceled Disney Infinity, um, and that largely ended this sort of whole fad of of the like toy based genre. Yeah. I don't even know what you would really even call that. Um, but I just remember being a GameStop employee. And we, I mean, we had so many of those little like figurines and yeah. bags that were like just like discounted, slapping with stickers. We had to update them all like so often because they yeah. kept getting like slash in price. Um, so 2016 was the end of the uh, the toy game genre. Yeah, uh, largely. I don't, I don't even know. I don't. I feel like they're definitely not a thing anymore, right? Like the amiibos have kind of stuck around, but only mm-hmm. because they sort of satisfy like a niche in that crowd. People collect them. You know? Yeah. Um, best reviewed games for 2016 blood and the, the blood and wine expansion for the Witcher three, which I included because that expansion is a, a freaking video game on its own. Right. Yeah. Literally like 30, 40 hours of gameplay in that. Yeah. Game. Uh, persona five inside uncharted Four, uh, Forza horizon three overwatch, overwatch. And three. Uh, and then the goaties went to overwatch uncharted four and dark souls three. I feel good about all of those. 
That that yep. feels deserved for each one of feels those games. Right. Yeah. I don't know. 2017 major events, Nintendo Switch releases and is a massive success. They also discontin- discontinued the classic mini NES after an awful launch and, beca- and before people <laughs> really even had a chance to buy it. Very Nintendo of them. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda just flopped. Loot box controversy happened at its peak with the Battlefront 2 debacle where loot boxes were effectively like the only way you could unlock Darth Vader. Uh, had an entire progression system built around them. It was terrible. Uh, some of the best review games that year, Mario Kart 8, Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, which just, man, I can't believe that's from 2017. And then uh, XCOM 2 and Divinity 2 Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2. And the Goaties, Breath of the Wild, and What Remains of Edith Finch. It's a British Game Awards. Yeah, so I didn't even know that was a game. <laughs> I love So, like, pretty much unanimously, awards went to Breath of the Wild. And then, of course, the British Game Awards just have to be the, the outliers here. Yeah. <laughs> giving it to What Remains of Edith Finch. I'm sure what it's a great game. of Edith sure it's Finch. Phenomenal. Master Wayne. Your grandfather <laughs> knew what remains of Edith Finch. The the vibe from twenty seventh, like Nintendo took this year. Like yeah, it for was sure. de- it was definitely yeah. their year. They they yeah. released the Switch. They released Mario Kart eight, Super mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey, and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like those games on their are each massive have given them so much money. Yeah. And they're keeping in mind they're also riding the wave of of Pokemon Go at, at, at this point too, which uh their their stocks like skyrocketed. Yeah, for right? sure. And then they but they bungled the release of, of the Switch and uh the classic mini NES. If you they're just not them. good at releasing things. At like they're so I, bad. Well, they're I don't know if it's on purpose or not. It feels like it kind of is, where they intentionally have just like really low stock of these consoles just to create a sort of artificial demand. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, but I re- Again, working at GameStop when the mini NES thing came out, people were so mad that we never <laughs> had them in stock. Like, I'm not kidding. We would get calls and like people would just harass us. I was like, dude, we have you know we have no That's we so have no bad. say in, in, in yeah. any of this. I felt like a, a little bit like a developer at CD Projekt Red. Almost. Yeah, seriously. Um, that's terrible. But yes. So Nintendo took this year almost kind of in spite of themselves. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. That, brought, that brings us up to 2018 major events of this year. Fortnite dominates the battle royale genre uh, and video games at large. Creates um, a new genre, basically. Basically, yeah. I thought this was further back. In my mind, mm-hmm. I was like, 2016, 2017? No, no, this was recent. Yeah. As recent as two years ago, Fortnite like blew it like took the world by storm. That's yeah. wild to me. Not that long ago. No. Uh, Google and, and Xbox both announced that they are getting into game streaming uh, with Stadia and xCloud, respectively, uh, and Fallout 76 releases to scathing reviews. Uh, best reviewed games of 2018. Uh, this I, I feel that 2018 was the best year. Uh, not being a Nintendo person myself, 2018 was, was my best favorite year of the last console gym yeah. we got god of war we got red dead 2 smash bros ultimate forza horizon 4 dead cells monster hunter world and hollow knight yeah uh game of the year awards of course went to uh mostly god of war uh god of war swept the floor at the uh, dice awards it won almost everything um 
with Monster Hunter World taking the Game of the Year award at the 22nd Japan Game Awards. Yeah. Up at 2019, Bungie departed from Activision, which was a huge move. That was I, like both Bungie being acquired by Activision and then later departing them were both huge consequential events for the company. Uh, Respawn and EA dropped Apex Legends on us with, I feel like, no warning. They just kind of dropped it. And I remember mm-hmm. being at work when you texted me saying, hey, check this out. It's from the Titanfall people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And Apex Legends, of course, turned out to be a big deal for everybody. Uh, Reggie A, I'm not Amy. I, I'm help me with oh, his last name. Was, uh, no, you got it. You got Reggie it. Reggie retired from Nintendo and was I'll replaced that. by a guy whose last name is Bowser, uh, which is Doug Bowser. Incredible. Incredible. That's really incredible. It's actually, wonderful. <laughs> that yeah. Nintendo's replacement is a guy named Bowser. Insane. Yeah. Some of the best-reviewed games from this year are Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Final Fantasy XIV, Shadowbringers, Disco Elysium, Tetris Effect, and Monster Hunter Iceborne. Uh, yes. Did you read the Game of the Year awards or just best review games? Oh, goddies. Yes. Uh, Sekiro took Game of the Year, Shadows Die Twice, Untitled Goose Game, which was amazing. Uh, Outer An upset, I would say. An upset, An upset. yeah. I uh, think you meant to type Outer Worlds there, or is that Outer Wilds? Did you mean that? It's it's Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Look at that. Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate got as well. Uh, Death Stranding, Control, and Disco Elysium also took home a boatload of awards. And I would say as deserved, because pretty good games. All, all solid games. The last yeah. two years have, have been have been very, very good to us. Mm-hmm. My question, rolling into 2020 to you, what are your predictions for oh, this man. year's Game game uh, of, the, of the Year awards? Man, um, that's a good just, question. Just from because I know again, I know that you don't play brand new games, but just from an sure. outsider's per, outsider's perspective, what yeah. would you think in terms of uh, games that have been in the conversation in, in the game sphere and in, in this yeah. space? What would you predict? So um, off cuff, off cuff, purely from like observation here, and I've played a couple of these, but obviously, I think Animal Crossing has had such a huge year with everyone and their grandma playing it. I think yeah. for sure that's going to get game of the year. Um, if not Animal Crossing, I think Last of Us Part 2 released so early, I worry that people have just kind of like logged it away because so much other stuff has happened this year. But Last of Us yeah. 2 came out this year, which it feels like it came out in 2019, but it came out this it year. It does kind of, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to be really, really front of mind for people, especially like I think that to release that big expansion that they did, this close to like the end of the year kind of put it back at the front of people's minds, uh, which is kind of cool. I, the last was part two came out in June, dude. That's wild. <laughs> June, June 19th. That feels forever ago. <laughs> that feels so Does it not? Ago. Like, would you like believe you- <laughs> me if I said part two came out last year? You yeah, would. I did. Yeah. You said that, and I was like, "Yeah, it sounds right." I was like, "Was that early spring, January, February, maybe June?" No, it was oh like this my summer. Dude. God, that's time is a concept. Uh, am I right? <laughs> uh, I do not feel good. I don't feel good now. That's pretty. That's pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, I think that for sure, my my number one like shoe, and if I had to bet my life on it, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing gets, huh? gets it. Yeah, I think so. That's a weird one because I could I could see that getting game of the year, maybe not at the, at the game awards, but something else where it's like the game awards typically rewards to uh, like the blockbuster sort of hits, 
But I think in terms of like cultural impact, yeah, of like for this year, it would be hard not to give it to Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, the other two games that would, that would sort of be in that same sphere would be like Among Us and mm-hmm. which how crazy would that be if Among Us again? Well, no, I, I guess it wouldn't be because it, it didn't no, come it didn't out, come this, out year. this year. Yeah, it just kind of got picked up this year, which um, is wild. And Fall Guys. Yeah, I think I think Fall Guys and Animal Crossing win something for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think you would not be able to mention this year without bringing up those two games. Yeah, just in terms of the impact and the amount of people that have been on that bandwagon, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I think so. Cyberpunk is no longer now that it's been pushed back to December. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 is no longer in the running for this year's game of the war uh, of the year award. Yeah. Uh, So that said, I think it, and I say that I, I, in my head, I still wonder if they're going to issue an exception for it, because if it's not this year, then does that mean that it can also be next year's game of the year award? Having, come out i don't know how that works i have no idea i kind of don't i mean like maybe this is me being bitter but i don't think they should get an exception i think that the people who have done the work to release your game on time i think that that i I think that we should disincentivize no i mean like (laughs) i mean from a to force executives to actually consider the deadlines that they're setting i think that you shouldn't make special exceptions for people who just like try to rush it to get there, you know? I mean, I I don't think it should get game of the year. All right. F- fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. What are your predictions? Um, so I, I think it's between The Last of Us Part Two and Final Fantasy Seven. I personally would not give it to Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, that game is beloved by a lot of people, so I understand if it does. Uh, personally, I think The Last of Us Part Two will, will get a lot of these awards. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like, how that game dominated the conversation as far as like the critical reception and just normal people playing it and, you know, being super triggered over a certain person dying in that game. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, love it or hate it. That game was heavily a part of, of this year. And it's hard to deny at least that just in terms of like polish and production and music, that game is astounding what they did and accomplished. Um, it's, incredible yeah it's definitely um, a, a narrative like forward game like you, you play it, that it's a it's yeah. a triple a game like yeah. blockbuster you know like when you think about uh the game of the year award that, that that's the first game that that comes to my mind okay yeah all right um do you have any like memories from any of these years i guess that like immediately come to mind like it's so hard to think back on the last seven years of of games yeah and i mean like I think that looking back on the list of games that I kind of cherished for each okay. year, yeah, um, it kind of is indicative of what type of games I like to play. There's only, I mean, honestly, there's only what I would call like one, one to two like triple A like story games, and even those have pretty strong multiplayer elements to it. Um, okay, so let's just do that then. Like, let's get into our list here, and I think as we talk about these games, I think it'll bring up some of that stuff. Yeah. So for one, like destiny in 2014 was huge. I think that that was a monumental game for me to be able to sort of like play with my friends that I had kind of lost touch with. I used destiny to recre- reconnect with a bunch of people. We did raids together. Like it's just destiny one or two destiny one in 2014. Yeah. Okay. So that was just a big, 
big deal for me. I loved that game so much, uh, just because it was something to do with you and other people. It was it was a blast. It was an excuse to hop in and talk for a while, which was fun. Um, that and then like Titanfall two and Battlefield one were sort of like the just for me games. That's 2016. Those were super good for me. I, I really liked those a lot. Uh, Battlefield one was a game that I wouldn't typically play, but somehow they got me to care about a World War One shooter. Which wow, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah what about you what are a couple of years um you get through your your list here I'll, I, i'm like writing them down on stream by the way yeah yeah that's fine and then yeah. and then we'll like rank all of them after yeah so kind of sandwiched in between destiny and titanfall 2 in 2015 rocket league and overwatch both dropped yep, both of yep. which i played heavily in school with people like rocket league was a come over to my apartment and play activity. Like I played split screen with a bunch of my friends that like, right. It's a couch co-op split screen, like playing rocket league with people. That was a blast. I loved that. And overwatch was kind of a sit down and team up with your buddies kind of game. And for sure, it, yeah. it felt way different than any other multiplayer I had played before. It felt like a, it was a shooter where it kind of borrowed I mean, from like, yeah, the year that it came out, like that was the that yeah. was the game, like that was the shooter, that was what yeah. everybody was playing, like that was the apex of that yeah. year. That was know? such a big deal, and and I think rightfully so, it was incredible. Um, I loved that. Yeah, and then like 2017, I feel like I didn't play anything but Destiny 2 in 2017. Like I think what? that I think that was it, really, really and truly, because like in terms of like the game that had the most impact on me, I think Destiny 2. I probably played that the most. What? Was that the year that it came out? Mm-hmm. Destiny 2 release was was 2017? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you were super hot on it when it first came out then. So like yeah. vanilla Destiny 2. Yeah, vanilla D2. Then, I remember staying up, downloading it, and playing with you like as it yeah. came out. And it took forever to connect. PS4? I think it was yeah. PS4. It, it, it had to have been. Yeah. But yeah, it did take it did it did take forever. It was it, such a it was so it still hard. On console. I slept zero <laughs> hours that night, but it was fun. I I really I think I put the most time in that in 2017. I don't remember playing it a bunch with you in 2017. Is that I don't know. Bad? I that... don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like I didn't play very many games in 2017 in general. May, but, yeah, but when Fair I did, enough. I think I I just played Destiny too. Because again, okay. like, it's a social thing for me you know i, I mean and, I really and you like would that. know too looking back on games that released in 2017 like you you would know you yeah know? so yeah all right so destiny 2 uh and i'm gonna give red dead 2 a big a big tip of my cowboy hat for 2018 because that is that a honorable mention or is that on your list that's definitely on my list i think yeah okay because well, that, didn't, that didn't sound very positive either but well i mean like i sat on my couch and played it and brie like played through it with me basically like yeah. that was kind of a house activity and that was so yeah. much fun to kind of like play through a western movie it felt like and just yeah. to just to see that i think the writing was really cool um yeah i mean it was definitely kind of a slow down go at your sure. own pace kind of game and i think i needed sure. that in 2018 for some reason i i just like that that was really good i think for me to play in in 2018 uh yeah did you finish that game i, I mean, did i don't i i did finish it 
Yeah. Did you actually finish that? I did not I expect did. you to. Yeah. Wow. I actually finished it. That's and a that's long kind of, game. That is the first like triple like big deal. That's incredible. Story based game that I have actually finished okay. in a long time. Deservedly so. This game should be on your list then. Absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. Yeah. Good job. I'm proud. I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm so I really proud of liked you. It. I, I really liked it. It was really good. Why? Why is that the triple A game that you finished? The the one that like the slowest? Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked it. I don't know. It's a cowboy. Uh, I was a cowboy. I had a horse. My horse, my horse's name Shooting. was uh, Crescent Roll. He was really sweet. It was awesome. I loved it. Oh, I hate you so much. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. But I think honestly, um. And, and and maybe this is gonna be, this is gonna be what gets you mad, but I think of the last like, of the last gen, as we move forward, I think what's gonna take my, clearly my most enjoyed game, is Apex, because I have sunk That's fair. Yeah. a bajillion hours into that game, and I don't even play it very much currently, but that has just been like. A constant like just hop in and play apex it's a battle royale that for some reason i don't mind playing for like 20 minutes and then dying and then having to restart sure it's just a yeah. fun fun game it combines the ability aspect of like overwatch but yeah. i don't have to build hotels like in fortnite and it's just a quick shooter that i think is when it goes crossplay is going to be a big deal all over again as my friends jump in with it and we all kind of just uh-huh. have fun together um yeah i think apex is my number one for the last console gen i think that's fair and don't forget either that like this was a game that nobody expected that respawn just like cold dropped out of nowhere yeah and then it was like phenomenal actually good yeah um insane free to play on launch by the way i played a lot of it too i I didn't really like that wasn't one of the games that i thought about uh either apex or warzone might make it onto mine i think warzone may I've definitely played Apex more than I've played Warzone, so I don't know. Yeah, I think what separates Apex from Warzone is just that ability to have those like specific character abilities and traits where like you can sort of mush as a team and help each other. That's kind yeah. of a big deal to me where Warzone feels like it's just more who has the best reflex timing and aiming and, and that. Like Apex gives you a little bit more wiggle room with that. And I think sure. I think that's why I love it is just because it's a little bit more... It's it's less sweaty and probably a little bit more inclusive than Warzone is, I think. So yeah, gotcha. that's my number one. I love it. It's so good. Okay, okay. Uh, is that your list? That's my list, man. Yeah. Okay, that's my All list. Right, so I'll go through mine and then we'll do like our top three. Yeah. Uh, I'd say we do a top five, but that's one, two, three, four, five. You only have seven, so uh, it would be pretty easy, <laughs> I think. Uh, all right. So my list. Uh, I think you you can't. Um, you have to mention the the Last of Us Part Two. Okay, for sure. There's your triple God A. Of War. There's God your other triple A. Campaign triple um, A's. The Witcher Three. Campaign triple sure. A. There you yep. go. Destiny Two. Um, Hollow Knight was on my list. Hollow Knight was really rad. I agree. Hollow Knight was incredible and. It was a game that I played throughout like the last two to three years, mm, yeah. and I've, I've played I've played it across like multiple different like consoles as well. Yeah, and it wasn't until like I think I just beat it this year actually, 
that but checks out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but such like it's such a good game. It's yeah. such like a heartfelt the you know like the art style is incredible. The music is incredible. Yeah. Um it's great. Yeah. Um I uh yeah, so then we got uh and I don't know what I'm basing this off of because like I'm torn between like the impacts that they like personally yeah, had in my life. Yeah, that's what I did. Like, I mean, like that's that's how I based it. Do you yeah. do impact or do you do time spent? Right? Because if we're talking about in, like time spent, definitely Destiny Two, yeah, which is on my list. You yeah. Know? But like impact wise, like I don't like Destiny Two as much as I like the first game. You know, like I I have way more fond memories playing destiny with you guys and like yeah. doing those like discovering those raids yeah for the first time than i do in destiny 2 yeah um and i think that's going to hurt it in the long run here and in, in this list you can't um, recreate your like and like this is yeah. this is a weird metaphor for it but like you can't recreate your like first kiss experience with a game right and i think that that's what you had with d1 is like you sure. didn't you weren't a wow player so to jump in with like the concept of like a raid and pairing up with your friends and doing that sure to kind of marry that with a shooter was really cool. So I totally get what you mean. Like they're both good games, but I think emotionally having that attachment to D one is that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think anything could ever top, uh, the Tekken King. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, so last year Sekiro came out and this was the first from software game that I was able to complete. Yeah. Um, love this game in terms of uh just the feeling of getting through something that was like the hardest thing i've ever done yeah and like devoting myself to it and like watching walkthroughs and like uh getting the like patterns down right and like yeah. uh f- finally getting that triumphant feeling is something that i uh haven't really felt in any other video game in my entire life i remember like uh, talking with you as you worked through that game yeah. and just getting an unprompted text with you like this freaking gorilla like i'm like okay neat and you're like these flying demons i'm like okay yeah the flying demon guys that like scream at you on their way down yeah jake would Uh, send me like screen grabs from this game and just filled with those nightmares yeah Yeah. (laughs) like unprompted i was i was hurt while you played this game it's just such a unique game man like there you get to this uh area in like this town and the city and you're on rooftops right and then you get a little bit higher in elevation and then they're like all these kites that you see like in the like skybox mm-hmm. what you what you don't know is that uh there are these demon guys attached <laughs> to the kites and when they see you they dive bomb you and like scream yeah. at you yeah and the first time I had like almost shit my, shit my pants, but yeah, like it's, it's not a good it's time. <laughs> something that you've never experienced before. It's like, dude, that was so cool. You kind of just have to like smile and go with it because it's yeah. just like, for sure, man, the the creativity, incredible. Yeah. Uh, all right, m- moving on. Doom twenty sixteen. I so picked this one over Doom Eternal because I like Doom Eternal, but uh, again, what Doom twenty sixteen did and like rebooting that genre. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a solid game through and through. I'm playing a lot of that right now too. That's good. Pokemon Go Oof, is on my list. Baby. I don't think I can talk about the, the last gen of games and not bring this game up in terms of the impact that it had, not just on me, but like on this country at large, especially yeah. when you think about the year of 2016 yeah. being a election year and it being at like the height of uh, 
people just being mean and hateful to each other over politics and yeah. like Hillary and Trump and who's it going to be. And then Pokemon Go comes out in the hottest part of the year. Yeah. And then, uh, and this may be different for you because you're in Arkansas. So you're in a little bit more of a rural spot, but being in Kansas city, seeing yeah. like, like literally thousands of people, um, out in the city and like congregating and like just being nice to each other. Like, Hey, there's a Charizard over there. And yeah. like flocks of people go over to like find the Charizard. Yeah. Um, it's it was a such a cool element. thing. And yeah, for sure. And something that like has, I don't think before that has ever happened. No. Like it was such a, a unique special thing. Yeah. And I also, I don't know if it's ever going to happen again. Like that was such a unique thing. Mm-hmm. That was here for a couple of months, and then uh, it kind of fizzled and went away. People still play it a little bit, but uh, certainly not to the extent that they did. Yeah. Um, I think that game is always going to have a very special place in my heart. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and somebody that deals with a lot of like social anxiety in general, like I, you would not catch me dead ever talking to a complete stranger in public about a random thing, but because it was this un- uniting thing that all of us were doing, yeah. it sort of gave people that did deal with a lot of anxiety a sort of an open door to talking to somebody they wouldn't or- ordinarily talk to before. Yeah, um, I agree. That, you're going to really cool. get me a little emotional thinking about that because I agree. Like yeah. there's, I, I think about how you and I like maybe formed friendships with like Halo 2 and Halo 3. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm man, I'm like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional thinking about this, but like, <laughs> There's probably best friends now that because of Pokemon Go. met each other in 2016 because of like Pokemon Go, who who otherwise might not have had a shared interest, right? Sure. And I just that I, man, oh man, I just get I get pumped thinking well, about that. That's cool. So good. That's very so cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's for sure on, on my list. Got to mention Uncharted Four. Um, I don't think that's going to make my top three because uh, it did not impact me at all. But man, what a beautiful, <laughs> like a painting in motion type, yeah, type for game. sure. Yeah, uh, control, and then I have Warzone. Um, and then honorable mention goes to my boy Hades, which okay, uh, yeah. came out, <laughs> sim, has been in sim, early, early access, yeah, has been in <laughs> yeah, my waifu sim, um has been in early access for a while, but it officially came out this year. Yeah. And, um, it incredible was the first roguelite, uh, game that I've liked and that has like clicked with me. Yeah. Uh, very good. This game called Gree, uh, which is also f- like, it's so it's like six hours long. Um, it's on switch. It's on PC. I feel like it's on consoles at this point too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the few games has brought me to like actual tears. Wow. Um, incredible. It's like the art design is awesome. It's like a watercolor painting sort of in motion. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, watercolor paintings, Child of Light. Okay. Um, which this is a game that also came out on, on previous gen, but it's it was on current gen. And uh, any chance I get to talk about uh, Child of Light, I'm going to take. So Child yeah. of Light, also incredible. Go play that. It's like a turn-based type game, but uh, re- relatively short, and it's so well done. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then I don't think you can talk about the previous year also without bringing up my boy Raid Shadow Legends. True. You know? True. It's going on the honorable mention for sure. Um, all right. So let's go back to your list. Yeah. Again, we got Destiny 1, Titanfall 2, Battlefield 1, Rocket League, Overwatch, Destiny 2, Red Dead 2, and Apex. Mm-hmm. Of, of those, let's start with uh, your number three. Number three. Okay. 
So number three, I'm going to put Rocket League there. Spent okay. a ton of time playing it. I, I've kind of like, that's still my pickup game for a few of my friends that don't like shooters. That's just kind of a fun, it's a fun game that I think once you learn kind of the vibe and you learn the language of the game, it's a blast to play. So number three, Rocket League. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll bounce to me then. Yep. I, it, would it be easier to start with number one or start with number three? Uh, start with number three. Start with number uh, three. Yeah. Which do you love the most, but the least of the things you love the most? <laughs> Pick. Shit. This God, is this so is good a, for you. You're so good a lot at this. Harder. This is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. You like how I flung mine out at number three? I was like, you know what? Uh, I guess Rocket League. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Sekiro. Okay, yeah. As a person yeah. who can gauge yes. your like yeah. of things, I think that that's fair for you. Yes, <laughs> Sekiro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. That's my number three. All okay, right. cool. <laughs> Back to you. Yeah. Back to you, Isaac. <laughs> this is my uh, my. This whole past gen has been the Isaac as a respawn simp. So I'm gonna go uh, Titanfall two for my number two. What is your number one then? Okay. All right. N- number two, Apex Legends for Ike. No, no, What is no, your no, number no. one going to be? No, Overwatch? Titan, Titanfall 2 is my number two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Apex is going to be your number Apex one. Apex is going to be your number one. Yeah, it's a preview. Okay. But right. Titanfall right. 2, this game had me emotional over BT, over the mech. Like, I got emotionally attached to a freaking robot, you guys. Like, that's... Yeah. That... It was a first-person shooter that rocked. It was fluid. The multiplayer... People don't talk about the multiplayer enough of this game. It was good. It was Holy really good. Cow. Solid it's game. So it, good. It was ruined by the games that it uh, released alongside, and I'm forgetting oh, now what it. Battlefield One. It released it next to COD and Battlefield yeah, yeah, yeah. One. It, it got had boned. no chance. Had no, no chance. chance. So, no and chance. I can understand that, like, they maybe wanted to like scratch the itch for people who wanted a science fiction shooter. I get that, but yeah. man, like, it's gonna be forever, like kind of like this this tragic for me like it was so good the multiplayer is incredible i love titanfall 2 number two yeah all right that's fair and don't forget either that freaking mission that revolved around time which is oh, what everybody so cool. talks about yeah. but you got to bring that up like how you were like bouncing back and forth between the past and the future and all this yeah. stuff like it was so awesome cool. so cool oh it's me again huh <laughs> <laughs> yes it's you again yeah Crap. So, uh, for me, it's probably between Pokemon Go and Destiny 2. Okay. And this is, this is going to be the hardest one. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, we're talking about that difference between time spent yeah. and uh, impact. Yeah. If we're talking impact, definitely Pokemon Go. If we're talking time spent, I've put in thousands of hours at this point. If Pokemon Go isn't Destiny your number two. one, it should be your number two. Pokemon Go is going to be my number two. That's a fair. Yes. I concur with this. Yeah. And then number one, that's got to go to got to, to uh, God of War. Okay. Cool. Kind of a sleeper for you because you hadn't mentioned that very much. Like as we were, you did, you kind of didn't, you didn't dwell on that very much when we went down the list. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, and it's because like people that know me know that God of War, I think it's just kind of a given for me. Um, oh crap. 
now now I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> no, we both so, we both little babies <laughs> on this one, man. This is yeah. So, I mean, like this is a big year. This was a big decade of gaming, for sure. So God of War, uh, if you haven't played it, is a game where uh, largely about a, a relationship between a father and a son, right? And uh, the son's mom dies. And the sort of objective that it revolves around is bringing her ashes to the top of this mountain, right? So that that, uh, she can be at peace and you can both like scatter the ashes. And so it's this really beautiful, heartfelt journey of a dad who, who doesn't know how to be a dad. Mm. And he's sort of figuring all of this out as he goes. And also there's this sort of just really great dynamic between like just having to like reconcile the shit that he's done, Kratos, mm-hmm. in his past, like he literally killed his father, right? Like he's yeah. killed uh, a ton of gods. Yeah. And then having to uh, sort of keep that from his son uh, and teach him to be better. Yeah. Um, so I don't like this was just a story that like it came out in 2018 and my mom had had not passed away yet. Um, but we knew that it was it was on the horizon, you yeah. know. And so I, playing through this. Uh, the the subject touched me in a way that like most games don't. Sure. Um, yeah. So God of War. I mean, for me, aside from aside from all of that, not even talking about the emotional aspect. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal on literally every single front. Yeah. Um, I there are people that haven't played this game yet. Um, go play this game. Yeah. Like, if you if you're a, a quote unquote gamer and you have access to it and you're on PS4, yeah, man, you owe it to yourself to play it. Like I'm not. This is the game for yeah. me. Right on. Um, insanely good. Yeah. I cannot believe that Destiny Two did not even make my top three. I literally picked Pokemon Go instead of Destiny Two. <laughs> I think that that scans though. I think I think that as up and down your relationship is with Destiny Two, that scans. You know, like, sure. I, I think that Destiny 2 is a... Mixed feelings. Or The a, Witcher. Like, The Witcher didn't make my top three. And Destiny I played... Destiny 2 is I a time sink. That too. It's a time sink for both of us, but I think in terms of, like, impact and what it does for us, it's more of a vehicle for interaction than it is, like, a game, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it is a... It's a bowling alley. It's not really, like, you know, something that you super, like, delve into for, for the story or for even, like, elements of it. So... Oh, man, I, I will never make one of these lists again because now I'm looking at my number three and going that could have easily gone to the thoughts of us part two in terms of I also cried during that game and just like uh, how it tore me apart. That last scene where you're like having to mash the button to do the thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't be specific because it's spoiler, but man, so yeah. many good games like this, 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 this generation. I know like halfway through there was this sort of fear that like we don't know how good this generation is going to be. And it felt like there weren't a whole lot of great games, but man, I feel like 28, 2018 and 2019, I guess 2017 too for Nintendo fans. Yeah. Really, really, really pulled through. Yeah. It really Um, swept it kind of like on the back end of it, not a strong start. And I feel like we might see that mirrored on this. Yeah. On this coming gen, not a big strong start, but nonetheless, I'm excited to see what happens with this next round of consoles, just in terms of like ability to, present a good story because the ground is set for like you know north of 60 frames a second at 4k i mean yeah stuff is gonna look beautiful and i think now the writing needs to shine because i think games aren't going to be able to skate on like look at how good it looks i think everything's gonna look good this gen so much yeah i think that art style and writing are going to be 
they always should be prioritized. But I think especially on this coming gen with like the playing field more level than it's ever been in terms of graphic capabilities, writing and art style, I think need to be like priority number one for everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we're in a place too, where we just have access to technology that we never had before. You yeah. Know? So we're, t- we're talking about the dual sense now and people uh, are able to play uh, the Astro, what's it called? Astro's playroom, play, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's like very much that sort of what, what Killzone Shadowfall did for you and, and the PS4 is doing yeah. uh, on the PS5. And people are, are raving about what that, like as far as like the haptic feedback and like yeah. all, of, all of this stuff. They're saying that like it genuinely does feel like a new experience. I mean, you haven't that's felt before. That's cool. And yeah. that gets me very excited for this next uh, generation of games. I think if we're talking about Xbox, I think we're going to see the same thing with them where like their first couple of years is not going to be too astounding. But I'm I'm looking forward to what they produce in the yeah. latter half for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's going to be a, a, a good generation. We're going to get God of war two for sure. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. That's cool. uh, we ran super long. That's the episode this week. It was a fun one. Uh, I have a good weekend, buddy. You too, my man. If you're one of the few people that make it to the end of these shows each week, man, from Ike and I both, thank you so much for listening. We truly do not deserve your attention, and we are honored that anyone, quite frankly, would carve out some time of their week to uh, listen to us. Uh, We would like to invite you to become a bona fide member of our community. You can join our group on Facebook by searching Dummy Thick Steely Boys. Uh, That space is really great for just sharing memes, uh, talking about games, uh, or you can join our Discord group by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. That's kind of how we coordinate game sessions throughout the week and keep in touch. Uh, think of that as like a nerdy group chat <laughs> with all your friends. Uh, lastly, the music that you hear after the clap each week is, is not ours. It is a beat from that kid, Goron. Uh, he produces a ton of beats, which are free to use as long as you credit him. So again, that is that kid, Goron, G-O-R-A-N. Uh, If you would like to follow Isaac on Twitter, you can do so at E-Y-E-Z-A-H-K and myself at J-A-K-E-M-O-I-X. Thank you so much for listening again, and until next week, Frick Ferns.